tracks out. <laughs> What's going on? This is crazy. Ah, Why is this so so trample high? <laughs> because we're excited. <laughs> My life into ribbons. That's why I cast mana short. Frustration, slow breathing. Don't try and tuck if I use the charm heating. That's why I cast mana short. <laughs> this is wait, this is my last resort. Yeah, yeah, yeah okay, that was good. Resort. That was very good. I got it. Um, God, let me get the name. Hang on. Uh, is it Papa Roach? It is Papa Roach. Oh, Congratulations! Yes. <laughs> I was like, I can't think of the name. Can't think of the name. This that was uh, that was really good. I liked I was, it. Yeah, it, it took me forever to write it because it's <laughs> such a depressing song yeah, to like is. read and look at the so words. What were the lyrics in there? You said cut my ribbons. What, no. Yeah, cut to ribbons is a magic card. Okay. Yeah. So it was like one of two. It was like the only notable cut. Card. Yeah, I got you. And then uh, Man of Short. Yeah. Which, there was something in there that I thought was funny, and then I was gonna say oh, something. Don't be- try and tuck. If I, if I cast this charm, <laughs> don't try and tuck if I cut this charm. <laughs> yeah, nice. yeah. So oh, that, that was part really was tough. It's, <laughs> it's a really depressing song. Very nice, Lowry. Well, uh, welcome to Commander Smith. Yeah, I'm Adam Smith. I'm Lowry Smith. Cousins? Sure. Cousins, yeah. Yeah. Episode number oh, nine. I nine. Think. Yeah. Very I nice. hope. Yeah, we're almost I, to double digits. Holy oh, crap. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for listening this long and this far through. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we've actually got a little following going yeah, now so we appreciate pretty... all of you listening yeah you're so, all um, the best yeah you can follow us on twitter like we always say uh, at commander smith and also uh not a single email has come to us yet so. <laughs> we're at, the, only at emails, email. the only emails are back and forth yeah. while we're writing our script <laughs> yeah. stuff uh, like, but that's also <laughs> at commander smith's at gmail.com it is kind of weird to like email a show though if you think about it it's more of people would no, I mean, I swear I mean, they, they do, specific... like, if it's a radio show, people yeah. will send in stuff, and we can... Just hate stuff. No, yeah, no, but I mean, emails, fine. normally people tweet no, you or Nobody whatever. says anything mean to us at all. And then you They're can, uh, nice. you can uh, go to YouTube and subscribe to our page. We actually yeah. got a new subscriber this week, so... Oh, thank we're you. We're up to number four. Are we? <laughs> I haven't subscribed to yeah. us, I don't think. I, don't, I haven't either with mine. I'd have to check that out. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, you can like or subscribe any of our stuff. Uh, greatly appreciated on any site that you're listening to. Yeah, I mean, we, we enjoy or... doing this together, and we hope that you enjoy listening to us. Yeah, so go and do that. Uh, today we're kind of just broken into, what, two sections is today. Yeah, we... well, and the other thing we got to mention, this is a couple days later than we normally do it, because we had a huge freaking snowstorm. Yeah, well... <laughs> So, again, we're in Minnesota, and we got blasted with a blizzard over this last weekend. Literally a blizzard. We haven't had uh, the cities, the Twin Cities, Minneapolis, St. Paul, actually get a blizzard warning for a long time. We got a legit 12 inches of snow in a 24-hour period. Yeah, and it's still snowing. Like We just got another 4 inches, and I think we're supposed to get 1 to 2, 1 to 3 inches tonight. So we are... uh, Props to Minnesota, like, road clearing. Yeah. They, they did a really good job. Um, uh, as I've said before, I live like an hour away. It did take me some time to get up here, but uh, the roads were pretty clear. It was just a little slick out. Well, if you think about it, when we normally do it on Friday, we only got like an inch or two, but it yeah, was but ice. It was, yeah, it was, was raining earlier, and so we are just like, uh, don't even come up. We're not even going to risk it. Yeah. But then you drove up in like 16 inches of snow on the ground. Like, oh, that, that one to two that, inches was ice. Fine. <laughs> well, they've, they've had enough time to deal with everything yeah. at, by that point when I drove up. But like when everything's just starting to happen, yeah. 
if they didn't get to every like because they'll they'll throw down salt before something so, yeah. comes but if the, they didn't get they to throw everything it on that melt stuff yeah. on the roads and everything it, but, it might be pretty rough at that point so, so yeah we're we're two days later but i think we're gonna get i'm gonna get this or we'll get this out by monday i think no no take all the credit that's you <laughs> i just have to listen to the listening through it all and making sure we edit everything is the part that yeah. takes the longest so but then you write up everything for us so that's very helpful with that we, we try and yeah so anyways that's why if it comes out a little later although last week's was later too because we had stuff going on last yeah. weekend anyways. so well i mean today we're just going to try and finish up all the spoilers from dominaria and then we'll do the specs section so just Smith two specs se- yeah, Smith specs but yeah so, just can we call two... it smith spoilers too smith spoilers <laughs> spoiling smiths something all right we'll work on it yeah <laughs> the, the silence you hear is adam smith <laughs> it's not disapproval <laughs> But yeah, so just the two uh, segments. So why don't we jump right into it? We would um, jump, or you know, you did want to discuss one thing with the the cards. Oh, okay. So some, uh, I know that uh, in past episode we've we've talked about like the legends have a different border at the top. It kind of uh, very cool. Looks, I like how they looks did like that. a crown molding yeah. in a really fancy house, but just on the fancier cards of your legends. I like that crown molding instead of the crown. I like how you, yeah, the crown molding is a it, good description of and it. And so some of the things that like I've noticed like. Uh, and I'm sure everybody else did, but I just want to point it out. The commons, instead of you know how it's it's like uh, it's like a bronze for mythic, yellow or gold for rare. You have the silver for uncommon. And normally, and it's common's black. always been black. And that's where I had the, we had yep. the mix up on one of the cards because it was like, oh, this is an awesome card. And you're like, yeah, it's a common. I'm like, no, it's an it's an uncommon. I'm like, because the white no. and the silver are really close. Yeah. Because so the commons are white now in Dominaria. Not sure if that's going to be a permanent change or not. I haven't really seen or read anything on it, but yeah. I've I've talked with people and they're like, not realizing that that change happened, and so it's almost hard to tell on a computer screen if you're not like enlarging it to see if it's like silver or white. And so yeah. that easy, uh, the easy way to see if it's common or uncommon is, is like the, the bottom, bottom left, left corner, corner, which is funny because. We just realized this. So I pointed that out to you in M25, and I was like, yeah, yeah. just look at the bottom. And I, and I, I couldn't it was tell a, the difference between commas and non-commas there. Yeah, because the, the symbol's so mashed up, you yeah. couldn't really see. And then you pointed out, I was like, I was thinking that was a brand new thing for M25. No, and yeah, then and just I, tonight, you're like, no, they've been doing that for a while. So we pulled out cards and like, yeah. So looking at things. Been, so like I looked at... Uh, ever since the hologram. Yeah, I, I believe it's ever since the hologram, because I pulled out a cons fetch, and that had it. Yeah. But I pulled out the uh, like an Alara Reborn card, and that did not have it. It's funny so it had that to I've be never noticed that because I've always looked at the bottom and noticed that it shows you the number, you know, like the number in the set. Yeah, yeah. And it shows you whatever number there is there, but I've never noticed the U or the C or the R. Or the well, M. because it wasn't relevant because yeah. you knew from the, the color of the yeah, set. Exactly. Now they're so similar that it's kind of hard to yeah. like tell the difference. A so little now bit I'm on, definitely going to be looking computer. down there from now on with that. Cause if there's any like question between yeah, it. Exactly. Uh, and then another uh, thing that I actually like within um, the card frame. So they have what the card does. Um, and then if there's flavor text, they'll have like, uh, a little like a, divider. Da- a divider or a dash. And I, I think I actually like that. I yeah. think it visually looks good. It visually separates the two things saying but like, I, I think it fun. probably would help with new players too, because sometimes they might think that that whole, the part of it was something. It. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, maybe yeah. that helps with it. I don't know, but yeah, I think that's pretty creating. Yeah. Creating separation. I, I do like it. I hope it doesn't look too busy i i think 
Um, it's just a little line. It'll it's just a little. It's just a little guy. We'll just have to. I mean, like if you're thumbing through it and you're just like, ah, oh, there's a ton of lines here. It. I can see it getting busy, but as of right now, visually, I think I really like it. Yeah, I like the changes they've done with the cards. Um, yeah, especially like you were just saying the, the legendary creatures. The it didn't, yeah, it just looks pretty sweet. Um, all right, so let's jump into the spoilers. Heck yeah. Uh, do you want to start us off with our mythic there? Yeah, sure. Okay, so the only mythic that we've talked about a bunch of them in the past uh, couple episodes, uh, but the last one we want to talk about is uh, Maltani Yavamaya's Avatar, which is uh, four colorless, two green, legendary uh, creature that's elemental avatar, has reach and trample. Uh, this card gets plus one, plus one for each land you control and each land card in your that's, graveyard. That's the crazy part there, Yeah, too. that's so good in Commander. Yeah. Um, and then the uh, another part of it is it's a colorless and a green. You, you can return two lands you control uh, to their owner's hands and then return Multani from your graveyard to your hand. So you don't necessarily have to have her as a commander, or even you could just if let you, her go and to you the don't graveyard. Have, you yeah. don't have to do the command tax. You yeah. basically just return two lands to your hand. In my mind, like, I, I love this as, like, landfall. Like, you're never running out. You're yeah. always able to bring Multani back. It, it feels really powerful. It can get really huge, and it's going to have trample. It's going to block for you with the reach. And, I mean, just in general, if you're not using any monorocks or anything, she comes out as a 6-6 six, six for 6, Yeah, at least. You know, yep. it depends on... Maybe late game if you have stuff. fetches, it's it's even yeah. bigger because yeah, it's, in, it's your in your graveyard. Yeah, that's any any type of dredging effects or um, like in my mind, uh, I want it in Sidisi Brood Tyrant right now <laughs> because uh, I'll be able to mill it and then be able to bring it back, bring it back and then play yeah. more landfall cards because that's going to be my landfall deck when I actually sleeve it up. Yeah. Um, but I, I'm, I'm definitely excited about that for Landfall and then one more that we're talking about later. So would you, you probably wouldn't use this one necessarily as your commander, though. It's a little... I like to use, with land stuff, green and white. So that's kind of the hard part. But green is very land-heavy, so... Yeah, green... green I, I, I think you this could can, definitely can, do it as this a This is really powerful and yeah. green in my mind. Like, you go... Oracle of Moldiah, Azusa, yeah. Lost but Seeking. Frickin', you can do Scape Shift and just sack all your lands and go get more lands so you, she just doubles yeah, up right there. She, he. Uh, Would it, you say she? It's an avatar. So it. It. <laughs> What's wrong with that? Elemental it. <laughs> how, do, how does it reproduce? It doesn't. It's always spores. been around. That's why it comes back. Wait, no, it doesn't reproduce. <laughs> uh, Multani was also around uh, before. Uh, so he's kind of like a reimagined legendary creature from before. So I, I can't quite remember when he was printed. I want to say like Stronghold or something. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. I got that bad boy. Yeah, I know what yeah you're that card about. wasn't that good. No, but, but I have him. But yeah, so he's, he's not just in my, he's right not in my now, rare binder. Or he's not my like expensive binder. He's more in my under a dollar. I got him. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, I, I separate my legendary stuff if they're not worth anything in a different binder so I can go through and... See if I want to make him as a commander, commander or something. So, yeah, makes sense. All right, so now that was really our only mythic, so we'll go right yeah. into the rares. And, of course, I get a sweet one to pronounce. So here we go. Uh, it's white. It's Evra Halcon. Halcyon. Halcyon Witness. Um, four and two white. Legendary creature. Another avatar. She is a... It is a... <laughs> Yeah, why are you giving it? I don't know. Like a gender. Just, Evra kind of sounds like a girl like name. A... Evra. Evra. I don't, it could be. By me changing the name. Elmira. Of <laughs> I don't know why. 
Lowry. Luke no, is going to start saying no. names. That's, that's, that's a, a girl's boy's name. name. Boy's <laughs> name. <laughs> now, if you say it like this, Lowry. See? Sounds like a girl. Okay, that's anyways. 4-4 four, four, lifelink. But tap four, exchange your life total total with Evra. I'm just going to call her Evra. Uh, with her power so this is pretty sick we were kind of talking about this yeah it feels really cool because it's not a tap ability and it's four colorless there is no mana color uh constraints on it so it's just four generic and you attack somebody with a four four lifelink yeah and you're at 30 life let's say they're at 30 you flip it and go all right take 30 damage you you gain 30. 30 life so you don't even need to flip her back yeah because you'd be up to 34 yeah and she'd be 30, 30 30 yeah so it's and then i just called her a girl as well so we'll <laughs> stick with that but uh yeah it that feel like wow that yeah. that's in all you have to do is get like let's say you just put like trample and hexproof or shroud on it then it's you know, it's, it's pretty freaking yeah, insane or just just even shroud the only worry that i would have is the same thing as i have like with uh the tree of perdition the green yeah. one uh, it's just like you, life. yeah, life total. Where like if you're at four, and it's a thirty thirty, and you you're like getting through, and they're like, ah, I kill it, kill, <laughs> and then you're like, oh, son of a bitch, I killed me. But that's the other part of it is if you have the eight to spend, and I mean she's six, so you can do you, it again. You, you're doing it your next turn. So if you at least have the two reserves, you just make sure that if they're gonna kill it, you go pop, it goes back. You know, you turn. Yeah, back that to makes your sense life. too. Yeah, being able to protect it. Yeah. Uh, so that's how I would use it because that is pretty scary if you're doing yeah. it and then like, okay, please. I'm at 30. I'm at four. And you killed him. I'm, Son of a bitch. I'm dead. <laughs> so. But yeah, so we thought that was a pretty interesting card for this. Um, and then, Lowry, next one, I believe we're into... Tishar. Yep. Ancestor's Apostle. Uh, it's a uh, three colorless, one white legendary creature bird cleric. It's a flying 2-2. Uh, whenever you cast a historic spell, return target creature card with converted mana cost three or less from your graveyard to the battlefield. This seems like it could be uh, a little abused. Yeah, that's that was why I was like, this this feels like a more powerful Sun Titan. Yeah. Because Sun Titan is really good. Sun Titan, whenever it comes into play or you attack, attack yeah. you get to bring a permanent card from uh, three or less from your graveyard into play. This is a creature, but you're casting spells to trigger that ability. So you can do it the turn it comes in, and you can do it multiple times. Yeah, you can just be like, uh, Soul Ring yeah. into Signet, into, yeah. and then you're just popping creatures back, hopefully. That's kind of what the goal is in my mind. And it's not, not too bad for casting yeah, four, four mana. Four mana seems like a really good good way of like spending where you it. can set this up where you more cast her and you have your other spells to do right then and there to yeah pop back. I, in my mind it's not actually you don't do it at like turn four or yeah. whatever you, you wait, wait until later until you have value in your graveyard and then you also have cards to be able to uh, use with that yeah so it's more of like a value engine mid-game yeah after resources uh resources has been traded and you you want to be able to get stuff back yeah so i agree yeah i like her uh next one is uh urza's rune ruinous ruinous is it ruinous yeah ruinous ruinous blast now the only reason we had this on here we wanted to have one of the new um legendary legendary sorceries that that's in this set and what legendary sorceries you can't cast them unless you have a legendary permanent in play is it permanent or creature 
legendary creature or planeswalker. So yeah. legendary creature, planeswalker, and play. But anyways, this one's a four and one white, and it's exile all non-land permanents that aren't legendary. So you're everything but your commander or planeswalkers. So yeah, this is a good board wipe. That the only reason we had this, this was the best of the legendary sorceries. I think. I think there were a couple that. I mean, competed. the blue it was one just was the extra turn up. one. I, I you personally like the one. the the extra turn one that bounces. I just like, having the the legendary restriction. It, it, it's to such cast a big it. restriction to have, you know, because you got to either have your commander out, which is nice because you do always have that option. That's not like oh, I got to draw it. You do have your legendary your commander so you can cast it yeah but it's still putting a restriction on if you can't get it out you can't even cast it you know it it becomes a dead card in your hand yeah i think i would like these uh these legendary sorceries a little bit better if it kind of went with the theme of the historic yeah so being like an artifact legend or planeswalker in play yeah instead of only a legend i guess a, a planeswalker helps that way too but or just a legendary permanent in play would be nice. Yeah. So you could have a land, land or like yeah, an, exactly. an equipment that was legendary. Or an enchantment. Uh, but it, or but any... being just like specifically a creature or a planeswalker uh, makes it a lot tougher. Yeah. We'll have to see how this works. I don't know. I mean, would you put any of these really in your deck? I would do Karn's Temporal Sundering in my opinion. I just feel like there's better uh, extra turn cards. Well, and where I, where I would want to abuse that one so it's extra turn and bounce a permanent yep um, non-land what i would want to do is like double that up and riku or with like one card that we're going to talk about uh the marari conjection mm-hmm. and so like you're taking two turns bouncing two things and you're just going to get way ahead torres ruinous blast here um like it doesn't get rid of other people's planeswalkers uh doesn't get rid of their legendaries uh, like creatures and so I feel like I, in, in Commander, you're going to have those things out. So it feels like a five mana, kill a bunch of stuff, but not, not, the, thing, not, not the ones that you want. Well, I mean, you're going to wipe out Exile everything. I mean, sure. anything Oh, the Exiling part is yeah. important. I, for, I forgot about that part. Yeah. So you're getting around your Indestructibles and all that fun jazz. All right, so we're going into our blue card. We had a little bit of a discussion de- on this one, debate yeah. with this one uh, before we did the podcast, but go ahead, Lau. Uh So this one's pre uh, precognition field. Uh, it's an enchantment, three colorless. Why do you blue. get the ones that you are easy to read? <laughs> I'm gonna plan yeah, this out course. next time so that you get the That'd ones. Be perfect. Where I'm like, uh, oh, fuck, I don't know what to say. That. <laughs> so Lowry's now gonna. It's say fine. It. <laughs> so it's three colorless blue enchantment. Uh, you may look at the top card of your library at any time. Uh, and then you may cast the top card of your library if it's an instant or sorcery card. And then you can also pay three colorless mana to exile the top card of your library. Now, I think this is pretty sweet with your top of your deck manipulation and the fact that you don't have to reveal it to everybody else. Like most cards, when you have your top of your library, it's that you can show play it. it. Yeah, Oracle Moldiah, you put your top card of your library. If it's a land, you can play it. So it still allows an instant to be a, a secret that yeah. you can you can cast it to be a or any of your other cards. Spell. Because the thing with Oracle Moldiah, even if you draw multiple cards, each one of showing. those you have to show so yeah. everybody knows your hand. This makes it so they don't know your hand, and there isn't a lot. You were telling me there's a couple others, but the, being able to cast an instant or sorcery, yeah. there are a lot of. Not a lot, but there's a handful of 
playing the top card with if it's a creature card or playing a land but i haven't seen a lot of the instant or sorcery off the top so and then the problem that i have with this card is that it is so specific with instants and sorceries like you have to be really heavy on it yeah um and so but it's, i mean that kind of goes in with our next saga because that you have to be heavy with instants and sorceries too um, graveyard wise you just don't like okay so like with this one though you need like deck manipulation to be in play to be pretty good because a three to get rid of whatever top car which is good that's what but i was the three like, the three cuts into casting an instant how many times something. have we come into or playing sensei's top and our top three is land 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 and you're like yeah. damn it just get It'd rid, nice of, these. To get rid yeah. of it so I, that's i mean it's three to exile it but that's still if there's you need uh board wipe to save the whole freaking board and the top card is a land you know the, this the, is getting rid of you know the, the problem that i have with precognition field is it just like doesn't do enough at four and then three mana for it to like it, it'd be almost i mean it'd be maybe two what do you want Larry? you just want more you want it to I say would like better cards draw That's, draw um, five cards like, when you play an okay, instant <laughs> so if you um like i'll use an example of like talrand as um as an example of a commander that I would run this with, you know, because mm-hmm. Talrand, whenever you play an instant or sorcery, you get a two, two Drake. Now, if you have stuff that you can, you're able to play oh, yeah, out the, the top Drake of your deck. deck. That's exactly. the one that I want to make for my, but my it, son. Yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> um, but the problem is, is like, you also like, I also wanted similar effects like Talrand where, um, like if I casted a spell, I'd get to, um, you know, tap down a creature or have something else happen so when you cast one spell multiple triggers happen yeah um but what that does is it kind of like uh it's just like an extension to your hand though it thins out how many spells you're going to have and so you either need to be really spell heavy to make this work really well or be able to manipulate your uh the top of your library really well or you know like you can you can really become focused with this and that that's when it becomes good but it might just be a little too narrow for what i would enjoy i yeah i i like it for i mean i said why i like it yeah <laughs> i mean the, the the top how many i just even with uh, miri's guile except that's blue i'm more focused on senseis but there's so many times where you get those top three and it's just like well this sucks and you keep putting the bad one to the back and then eventually you, you have to draw it well in this case you could Put that to the front, exile it, and draw the next card. You know, I don't know. It is kind of why shuffle effects are so nice. Yeah, they are. needed yeah. in... Uh, if you're using in senseis and all that. Yeah, yep. yep. All right, well, that was a long talk on just that one card. Well, because we that was one that we... <laughs> I know, we discussed before. <laughs> uh, so then our next one is actually the saga that I just had mentioned. Uh, it is the Marari Conjecture, and this is four and one, and it's a saga, like I mentioned. The first level is return target instant card from your graveyard to your hand. Uh, Your next turn, return target sorcery from your graveyard to your hand. And then the third, when you sack it, until the end of your turn, whenever you cast an instant or a sorcery spell, copy it. You may choose new targets for the copy. So this one could go work well with precognition field. It could, yeah. Um, So, like, you'd have to be a little bit more late game because where I'd want to be doing this, like... I don't want this five mana drop. You probably is going to be a little later, I guess. Yeah, it it depends also. You you you've probably played an instant and a sorcery at least one of the two by that time that you're casting it as if you were casting it as quick as possible. Um, 
But like where I see this doing the best is like in a green blue deck because you have sorceries that are your ramp spells. Mm-hmm. So you're probably going to have that. And then with your blue, you're going to have some type of instant speed draw, draw or like yeah. bouncer. Um, or extra turn. Yeah, or extra turn. Well, that'd be a sorcery. Yeah. yeah there aren't any. I was talking instance on that. Oh, one. just instance. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, so you're probably going to have some sort of cheap instant that you can bring back right away. Uh, and then the next turn, you bring some type of ramp back and then recast, or like you can recast that. And then when you're doubling, like that's what I want is like a little bit of repetition in like my Riku of Two reflection deck. I don't want only my doubling to happen with uh, Riku because you can target them. But if you also have the Mirari's Conjecture, double, you're able to like double up and just like you're already trying to ramp pretty hard in that yeah. deck. And then you're just kind of trying to go off and get a lot of value out of that doubling. So that's that's why I'm really kind of excited about this card. Yeah, it's a pretty decent uh, decent saga. The sagas are meh for me. They're not like this is amazing, but they you know they're interesting. So I, I I'm kind of excited to try them out to see how we actually play with them. Yeah. Um. Yep. And then we go into uh, so we're gonna get into the black cards now. Um. That we both really kind of like this one. Uh. Tor Torgar Famine Incarnate. Uh, it is six colorless, two black, seven six legendary avatar. Uh, as an additional cost to cast this spell, you may sacrifice any number of creatures. Uh, this spell costs two less to cast for each creature sacrificed this way. When uh, Torgar enters the battlefield, uh, up to one target player's life total becomes half. Their starting life total rounded down. Yeah, that's pretty sweet. Yeah. I mean, especially with Commander. And you have these life gain decks and all that stuff. This controls somebody. And sacking little chump guys, you just need to sack three and he only costs well, two. And it, and it gets around your uh, commander tax. It would lower that part as well. Oh, yeah, that's a good point if you made him actually your straight-up commander. Yeah. yeah. And, and not... like he can sit down and like save you if you're about to die. So you, you can... can cast him and put yourself up to 20. That's Yeah, that's a good point there, too. There's, there's a lot of really kind of cool you, little interactions. If you made him actually guy. your commander, it'd be kind of interesting. I'd be more of a heavy sack deck, like where yeah. you're working with your creature sacking and all that stuff, because then you could bring him back easily each time and be like, all right, you're down to 20. You're down to 20. Yeah. Up, I'm up, like you just said, gain the life instead of... Well, it's not really gaining the it life. Feels it feels like just a really cool life. card. Um, I can see it being in a similar realm of like Yehini, uh, Undying Partisan from, uh, man, what was that in? Uh, Kaladesh. Oh Kaladesh yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Aether Revolt. Yeah. That's. Uh, so like you can sacrifice your creatures to make them indestructible, and whenever they have a creature, you get a one-one counter yep. on them. So I can see it like Working where you're together where with you're it. willing yeah. to sacrifice your. Uh, your creatures for the benefit to keep on moving on nice nice uh then we get into a card lowry really enjoys this one well eh, it's it's a pretty decent card we got squee back yeah squee squee. the immortal and this is one and two red legendary creature goblin you may cast squee the immortal from your graveyard or from exile and it is a two one he just can't go away yeah so you never have to freaking pay the commander tax on yeah. this guy he just okay sure he died <laughs> all right <laughs> wait, you're gonna to exile him? okay yeah. i'll go get my right. land and then i'll uh you're attacking you're attacking with a 10 10 i guess i'll block with this yeah. two one i'll just recast him he's just okay. more annoying than anything yeah well he's a goblin <laughs> that's and a good I, point there i mean too. like he you're always like if you have perforos you're always going to be able to have that trigger mm-hmm. because he's a two one so he dies easily as well um and then uh what's uh skull clamp 
Skull Clamp is oh, amazing with him. Because you just yeah, pay one, two, kill him, draw, draw two, pay it, three to bring him back. back. And you could just rinse a repeat on that one. Uh, and it's cool because it's casting from there. It's not like bringing to your hand. And he's actually going straight up into the freaking play. Yeah, you so can just kind of keep on doing that if you have a yeah. ton of red, red mana. Which sometimes you can do with red with a bunch of rituals. Yeah. No, so. I, I, it's interesting. You you convinced me because I originally didn't have him on my list, and you were like, "Nah, dude." And I was like, "Oh, yeah, that, that's Be, a good being point." Being able to cast him from anywhere, yeah, is just pretty pretty crazy. And then our next is finally we get some land stuff going here. Uh, some making our land man lands or making our lands a little bit bigger. Or no, this actually turns them into it. Yeah. So Sylvan Awakening. Uh, it's a sorcery, two colorless and a green. Uh, until your next turn, all lands uh, you control become two two elemental creatures with reach, indestructible, and haste. That's what I love. They're still lands. Uh, yeah. No, well, no not, that's, that's the not, indestructible. That's part. what I love. Oh, no, it's the love indestructible because that's the scary thing. Whenever you change your land into man lands to a creature, yeah, they they, can, they can still die. <laughs> but this, you get the haste, you get the indestructible, and I guess so they become amazing. So blockers. Think of this though. Why does it have reach? Uh, Think of that. There's no reason to have reach there because you're not blocking and it doesn't matter. No, you can. No, you. Uh, it's a well, sorcery. Yeah, it's a sorcery. You can't cast it on their turn. Yeah, there's no only, reason. There's no reason to have reach. I just thought of that. I was like, if anything, you give them flying, but that'd be weird to have your land. Yeah, that'd flying. be weird. So, I, I guess <laughs> I didn't realize that. Reach didn't... even in there? That doesn't make any sense at we, all. We need to give these lands <laughs> another keyword. <laughs> yeah, what, exactly. what would make it seem better, but not at all better? <laughs> what else could you give it that would just what, be, uh, would be terrible? Like, does what it also it... will lands do? Like, but not really. Like, it's a bunch of trees. Is that the only? Like, an island isn't going to reach out and stop Wait, blocking. I guess if you. They turned into. They are also considered mountains. No, that actually could help you. But reach just doesn't make any sense to me. <laughs> unless you can, right, unless gotcha. you can cast the sorcery at instant speed. Unless yeah. you can do Hypersonic it on, dragon. Yeah, so your red blue green deck. Yeah, I don't know. So it seems. That's, that's, yeah, I, I, I like the right. card though. But the reach part just got me there. I don't think I noticed that before. <laughs> you got me. Oh, all right. So then we go into I believe our green saga. Yes. Yeah, so we got. Um, the mending of dominaria and this is three and two green put the first one actually first one and two is put the top two cards of your library into your graveyard then you may return a creature card from your graveyard to your hand uh and then the last one is return all lands land cards from your graveyard to the battlefield the nice thing is they don't come into play tapped a lot of times when you have abilities like that where they i think it's Oh, it's that. Oh, it's just recent, but it, it bring uh, all your lands from your graveyard. They come into play tapped, though. Okay. Yeah, like and that one's from uh, like something. shadows over Innistrad or yeah. something. That block. Yeah. So I mean, this makes it so you can bring it. So if you have your fetch lands or your evolving wild, any of that stuff. I do find it interesting that they're trying to find different ways to bring all your lands back because there is a world shaper from Rivals of Vixalon. Yeah. As well, when it dies, you bring all your lands back from yeah. your graveyard. Um, so it's kind of similar to the mending of Dominaria, but uh, it's also they're they're different and they're getting unique about it. Yeah. So I think this is a another interesting. The, the sagas are interesting. That's what I'm going to say. They're I I dig what they're doing, the idea of them, and the there there is actually some manipulation. Um, it could have been a spec card, but now it's not the the card uh, hex hex parasite. Oh, hex parasite! Where you're able to remove counters and stuff. We did invest in that a while ago. You actually came up with that spec. Yeah. 
Um, but that one jumped up because of these sagas, because then you can tap one or two life and X, and you can remove counters from any permanent. And they're pretty sweet, actually, to kill commander or planeswalkers and everything. But anyways, getting off track, let's go to the next card. Um, this one is uh, reminiscent of my first uh, EDH deck, which was... Uh, oh, the terrible one? The terrible one, but it was Black Blade. And this is Black Blade Reforged. Uh, it's an equipment for two colorless, uh, and then equipped creature gets plus one, plus one for each land you control. Uh, you can equip a legendary creature for three, or a non-legendary for seven. So which seems ridiculous. That, pretty that, ridiculous. That, that part but is maybe not worth it. The, the reason why I, I kind of dug this card was it can make your commander deck where, you know, a lot of times we'll play and the commander isn't going to kill somebody with commander. Yeah. But if you have this in the deck, any commander could be killing could somebody potentially, with yeah, cause commander you, damage. Because if you late game, you're looking at seven mana or eight mana out. You, you turn your guy into a nine nine or a ten ten easy. Two turns, three turns, and the person's dead. So yeah. that, that that's the only reason really why we had that in there. It's not good for your other creatures, but for your commander. Or just yeah, I mean you can have other legendaries. Well yeah, I yeah, guess. Yeah, legendary but, yeah. But um, the commander damage was my main focus with yeah. that, thinking that it could and, work. And I that. do want to play this card in my like Tajik blade of uh the Boros blah blah blah. Oh yeah, the so, blah blah blah. Yeah. <laughs> no, he's cool. He's mm-hmm. just he's a two two indestructible and he'll get like become a seven seven if you're like attacking with two or three other creatures. But generally in that deck I'm not really attacking Yeah. With I I, I didn't base it around that. I based it around indestructible. This will go in my equipment deck. This guess, the yeah, two equipments really in this set are going what, in. What my... is the commander for that one? Oh, you're an <laughs> asshole. <laughs> I'm going to the next card. Thran Temporal Gateway. This is an artifact for colorless to come out. Legendary artifact. Now, this is like a Quicksilver Amulet, except a Quicksilver Amulet is bringing a creature. This is the other part of it. Tap four, tap it. Put a historic permanent from your hand onto the battlefield. So artifacts, legendaries, or sagas. Yeah. So we're getting all the other stuff that it gets to bring out. So we bring out your Planeswalker that costs yeah. like seven or eight. Yeah, Karn or Ugin. Just... And it's... At instant speed, but you really want your activation ability with your... But, I mean, if, if you had a Karn or Ugin on turn five, yeah, <laughs> and then you did it at the end of the turn so that you, like, were able Ooh. to get away from... You think modern decks will use this? Um, to cheat out they Karn? Could. They... I mean, they could. Karn and Ugin? That'd be a new Tron piece kind of thing. I mean, just having the four... Uh... There's, I mean, there's potential for it, but eight, but eight is a lot tougher. Yeah. Deck a little bit. It's there. a lot tougher to hit than seven. So like Karn generally is hit really easily. So you'll have, like, I've seen some decks go from one to four with Karn, but Ugin's normally just one. Yeah. Because it, that eighth mana in Tron is a lot tougher to get than seven. Yeah. So. Uh, keeping with the artifacts, let's go yeah. with this big ass dinosaur. Well, He's, it's a construct, well, but he looks like a dinosaur. Traxos, Scourge of Krug. Uh, it's a four mana artifact, legendary artifact creature construct. Seven seven trample. That sounds ridiculous. Yeah, for four, it enters the battlefield tapped and doesn't untap during your untap step. What? <laughs> Whenever you can cast a historic what? spell, untap Traxo. What's going on? This is crazy. Ah, it's so so trample so high because we're excited. <laughs> toast came. The, t- the toast came. <laughs> we're excited. Who's toast? He came. We are all over the place. <laughs> gross. It's gross. 
Uh, seven, uh, seven, so it's a 7-7 seven, seven trample. It comes into play tapped, and it'll untap when you cast uh, Historic Spell. So artifacts, legendaries, sagas. Uh, that, I think that seems uh, like semi-abusable yeah, somehow. Yeah, I think you can. I mean, Cryptolith Rite, which is a spoiler of... Well, not a spoiler. A spoiler of a spec that I'm going to have, but... Um, he, you can use him as mana, bring out something, untap him, tap. You know, there's yeah. a bunch of different things you can it's, use. And he's it's a seven similar, seven. Oh man, why well, can't I can't think of it off the top of my head? But it's very similar to the idea of uh, Nettle Sentinel. So oh, it's, yeah. you so you can you untap it whenever you're casting a green spell, and then you're able to tap it for mana with another elf out that allows you to tap it. So like maybe there's something like that going on, but just like a you can. Uh, Let's say you play a historic spell, untap, attack with a seven seven trample, and then you just play another historic spell, and then you untap have a seven a seven blocking. blocking. Yeah. That's that seems pretty dang good just in itself, not abusing it. I think the only thing I was missing from it. Oh, never mind. I actually forgot that it had trample. So yeah, it no, actually, it I was like trample. the only thing it has missing is trample, and then I just scrolled down. I was like, oh no, never four, mind. Four mana trample. Seven seven is ridiculous. <laughs> it's insane. All right, and then our last rare is Oath of Tefiri. This is three a white and a blue legendary enchantment. When Oath of Tefiri enters the battlefield, exile target another target permanent you control. Return it to the battlefield under your owner's control. At the beginning of the next end step, but that's not the good part. The really cool part I mean, is you may that part's act- still pretty I mean, good. it's so good, but this part's ridiculous. You may activate loyalty abilities of planeswalkers you control twice each turn Oof. rather than only once. Oof. That's freaking crazy. Yeah. So that's insane. Have you ha- like? I, I know that I convinced you to do this one. Like, well, I think yeah, you I missed completely it. I missed, missed it. When it. we got into the color, the multicolor stuff, I just assumed we had talked about because we did a whole we, the... we did a whole episode on multicolored. Yeah, yeah, but this one was added a little bit later. So, like in my mind, I want to use this in like Brago King Eternal. Oh Remember yeah, that deck that yeah, I had yeah. a couple years ago. Did you kill it? Yeah, that one's dead. Yeah, uh, you but, can't make it. But think <laughs> about this though. Like, so you have um, a planeswalker out. You activate that loyalty ability. Then you play Oath of Tefiri, and then that, and then you bounce that, or you you blink the oh, so you can the do planeswalker, it have it come into play. Then you get to do it twice. twice yeah. So that. you could activate uh, planeswalker three times in one turn when this comes into play. And if you have Brago out, you could just you could do it. Oh, four it is at the times. beginning of your next end. Oh, oh, is oh, it at the do, beginning? Uh, beginning of your next oh, end step. Oh, so you it. You're just trying to break things. Yeah. <laughs> that would have been so sweet. Yeah, the beginning of next end step, so you wouldn't be able to do that unless uh, you're able to do what's there. Isn't there something that you can activate Planeswalker abilities at instant speed on other people's turns? Then you could do it. Yeah, I don't I don't know. Oh, Larry just no, got I'm sad. Just a, yeah, he I'm just, just got really sad. His magic bar. We can cut just, that part. <laughs> Let's cut that one. That I am not editing that out. You need, to, you need to learn how to read cards, Larry. You big dumb dummy. <laughs> <laughs> all right that does it for our rares we're gonna jump into the uncommons and we'll start off right away with oh wait you're the reader on this one aren't you am i i think so i did you... traxos oh no, no i, I just did Ultra tefiri all right all right do we want to do board I, the well i can read this one this no, one no. i know how to read this one's really sure? easy i'll let you do it board the weather light it is are you sure <laughs> i will come to your house and cut you i would appreciate that <laughs> it's pretty dangerous driving out there one one and uh one white it's a sorcery but look at the top five cards of your library may reveal a historic card from among them and put it into your hand put the rest the bottom of your library in a random order so just manipulating the top with a white card that you're able to 
not draw all five, but you're looking at the top five for a historic spell. So that just seems really good in like a, a mono white deck. There's yeah. not a lot of dig in mono white that can do something like that, and that just feels really powerful for two mana. Yep, I, I like it. And it's, then we jump into our removal. Of course, white has removal. Yeah, <laughs> uh, seal away, which is an enchantment for a colorless and a white. It has flash. When it enters the battlefield, exile target tapped creature and opponent controls until seal away leaves the battlefield. So it's like an instant speed O-ring. Yeah. But it's also like uh Well, not because it's only creature, right? But it's a tapped creature. Tapped. So it's like assassinate. In a way. For instant speed, but like it could come back. And if you're using enchantments as to your benefit with certain cards, this it stays in play. I mean... Uh, well, I guess if it leaves the battlefield, then it'll come back. But still, yeah, it's like an O-ring, like you were saying. Yeah, so it's it's kind of similar like that. Like, I think it's probably good against, like, tokens if you're able to blink it. So they're attacking with the token, then you play this. Token's never going to come back. And then you somehow blink this for another tapped creature. Now that we're it's talking fun. about it more, I'm like, I don't like this card as much anymore. <laughs> you don't like Seal the Way? No, I'm not digging it as much because you have to get it tapped. I mean... They have to attack. So yeah, if it's so a, like a creature attack, with Vigilance... You're effed. But, I mean, that's not a lot of... Or if it's a creature they're not going to attack with that you want to get rid of. Yeah, I like things where you can target anything instead of waiting sure. for it to tap. Yeah, yeah, that's clearly... So now, now that we're talking this over, let's edit this one out. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'd be okay with that. <laughs> Oh, man, why do I get this one? All right, so we go into blue. Tetsuko Yumazawa, Yumazawa. Fugitive. Yeah, okay, I got it. Uh, one and one blue legendary creature, human rogue. Creatures you control with power or toughness, one or less, cannot be blocked. That's kind of, I feel like you could just fill your deck up with ones and ones. And ones. Yeah. <laughs> no, you know, like, so they're like these they don't print them a whole ton, but there are like these creatures that like can switch power and toughness. Oh yeah. And generally it's like a one seven turning and then you can just switch it. It is a, a lot. Of, it's one. blue. It's a lot of blue. That it's does a lot that. of blue. There's like a turtle from, yeah. uh, isn't it? World uh, world that yep, a landfall, exactly. turn it into a four mm-hmm. one instead of a one four, no matter what, it's unblockable with yeah. this guy out. Well, like, and what about the, the morphling stuff? Don't you can't, you put minus stuff on those or God, I can't remember. No, I'm not sure. I, I'm not gonna say that that can't or doesn't happen, but cool uh, story. Hansel. I just, I was thinking <laughs> you're making fun of me for no. trying to like cover for you, <laughs> jerk. Just got quite an error. Here, this I think this guy is gonna be really good in the uh, uh, emissary I trust. The guy that the green blue uh, elf. You had the deck. I don't know if you have it anymore. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Drawing. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Where uh, if people uh, hit other players, that player gets to draw. Anybody yeah. but you. Yeah. Is that what you're talking about? That elf deck? Yeah. Yeah. So you just make it. Guys, he's a 1-3, I believe. Uh, I think it's a 2-2, two, two, but in that type of deck. Yeah, where you're making really all work. your stuff. Yeah. Yeah. That That's where I was thinking he'd be really good at. And well, and the thing is, is it could be power or toughness. So you could just make something that's like a friggin' 9-10-1. Yeah, <laughs> a 9-1. But, I mean, that doesn't come by very often. Anyways, uh, <laughs> I think we get into, oh, our black removal. Yeah. Well, I think everybody's talking about this one. Yeah. So. This, I mean, potentially has. Uh, it, it could knock out Fatal Push yeah, for fatal modern push is what removal. Yeah, Fatal Push is what it is. 
uh, cast down as a colorless and a black instant destroy target non-legendary creature. So there, I mean, modern does play with legendaries, but not as much as you know commander. So this isn't as strong, I think, in commander. But I could I see think in this, modern, this is, is going to be solid. used a I, lot. I don't know if it's going to replace fatal push. I think fatal push at one man is really important. Yeah. Um, its drawbacks but, are a little bit, but in modern, you're so quick with stuff that you know yeah. that that actually doesn't hinder it too much. So, but they might be able to work in conjunction with your removal package. Yeah. Um, you said package. package. I knew you, said. <laughs> you knew it. I you knew it. stopped even talking. I've like, had. <laughs> I've had comments that we go to potty humor too quick. <laughs> really? Yeah. Who said that? Guess what? Pee pee poo poo. Ha ha ha. You you. <laughs> Yoga pants. <laughs> uh, All right. Next one is actually both. Uh, this one's. I love this card actually. And this is an uncommon, but it's fungal plots. Yeah. It is one and one green enchantment. Tap one and one green, and you don't need to tap it, but exile a creature card from your graveyard. Create a one one sapperlane token. You can sacrifice two saprolines, you gain two life, and, and also card. draw a card. That's freaking crazy. That does so much for a two-mana enchantment. Yeah, and you're removing its exile, or it is from your, your graveyard, from so your you graveyard. do have yeah. to have stuff in there. I actually thought for a second it was, it was like uh, scavenging news a little bit Ooh. there, but, uh, but still, most likely you're going to have some creatures in there, remove them, you get a, a saprolane. Even if you don't remove it, the sacrificing two saprolines, if you're built... And they're with making... yeah, gaining two life and drawing a card is pretty good. And yeah. then if you're doing it with the the stowaway, Slimefoot stowaway, that's yeah. the uncommon legend in this. You know, you also gain life, gain two life, and they lost two life. Yeah. And, and it's not a tap ability to do this. Like you just, you just sacrifice. You just it, can sacrifice. You can jump block with two of them, sacrifice them for value. Yeah. That's All right, nice. and then we get into our green legendary creature. This guy's pretty badass. I think he's really cool. Uh, I'm going to call him Grun, the last, uh, the lonely king. Well, what else would you call him? It could be Grun. <laughs> get a little. Uh, he, he feels really There's German. There's two N's, so it's more. I feel like you have an emphasis on the N. Grun. 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 I could tell uh, you didn't say his name something. long enough because you yeah. didn't say that second N. <laughs> he's, a, he's a lonely king. Um, he likes. Long beaches, beach walks, beaches, so, yeah, long, <laughs> beaches. long beaches. Because Did then you he say turns bitches into or beaches, <laughs> bitches, beaches. I wouldn't say that B word. That's mean. Uh, so it's four mana, uh, two green, uh, legendary creature, ape warrior. Uh, it's a five five, and it has kicker three, colorless. If Grun uh, Grun uh, was kicked, it enters the battlefield with five one one counters on it. Cool part here. Whenever Grun attacks alone, double its power and toughness until end of turn. That's so whenever good. he attacks alone, no matter what, it's going to be a 10 10. If you kicked it, no, 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 no yeah, it's 10 10. 10, 10. But if, if you kicked, kicked it, it's a 20 20. <laughs> if he attacks alone. Now you know what he's missing. What? Trample. No. <laughs> I would. I would. Uh, oh, yeah, I can, I can see that no, as well. No, no, don't give him can, trample. <laughs> don't, yeah, giving him trample might be ridiculous. But, like, he <laughs> but be, could be in a counter heavy deck like one one counter kind of deck yeah. if you're building around him yep. you can just have like equipment that pump for really cheap and oh easy. yeah uh the thing that i was kind of wishing he is an ape warrior and i believe this is the first like ape that's a legend and so i wish it was also red somehow because there are oh, yeah. red like Simeon. apes are yeah apes are red and green yeah and so i kind of wish they were able to fit like in my mind like give it a red ability to give it haste or something oh that'd be crazy though yeah that'd be well <laughs> give it fire breathing 
That would have uh, been pretty crazy. Apes don't have fire breathing. Well, it's red. <laughs> then you just have fire coming out of its mouth. But it'd be like seven mana for a five-five haste that can turn into a ten-ten if it's attacking alone. I don't know if that's fair. <laughs> but that's we're, what we're I debating, want. We're debating that's what I want. a non-existing card. Yeah. You know what? I If this ape you know had wings, <laughs> so it could fly. It wouldn't be an ape. Then it could be red. Why do you be, bring up dragon stuff? I love dragons. It's an ape. <laughs> All right. Anyways. <laughs> I like it, though. Yeah. If you did a red, I, I can see what you're talking about, Larry. I yeah, agree. yeah, yeah. I just want It could have just been red, green, four colorless. And we could have done that, too. All right. I'm going to talk with the wizards. Song of Fraley's. Tap one and one green. It is another saga. Uh, the first two abilities. we got a lot of these where it's the first two. Uh, but it's until your next turn, creatures you control. That's kind of cool that it's your next turn. It's not just your turn. Uh, until your next turn, creatures you control gain tap to add one mana of any color to your mana pool. So do that once, twice. So it's a cryptolith right, right there. Um, yep, and for two turns. Yep, and then your third turn, put a 1-1 one, one counter on each creature you control. Those creatures gain Vigilance, Trample, and Indestructible until, until end of turn. turn. But they do get a 1-1 one, one counter. Yeah. So they always have that. The other parts is let's just ramp and kill everybody with that, and they won't die because they're indestructible. And so, like... And Vigilance. You don't have to worry about them freaking tapping. And Trample. That's crazy! You know what? I wish you could pay a red and then turn it, give it a haste. <laughs> give it fire breathing. Yeah, fire breathing wings. <laughs> wings all over the place. Why don't they have flying? <laughs> no, the, I, I think this is a really powerful card, too. Uh, the only, like, worry that I have about this kind of card is, like... People know that you're gonna have like that you're gonna be this, attacking this, that one one yeah that turn you're gonna be trying to get as many. So they're gonna try to out wipe so your you stuff can, out. Yeah, I can see them. I can see you trying to overextend into this board so that you can get a bigger bonus, and then people picking off your guys and you're losing more value off of it. Yeah, that's I can that's see the only that. thing the problem that I see. I feel the first two are you know good enough to build like you're you got your it's yeah. i mean it's a crypto the, the problem right. is you don't want to overextend into a board wipe right before you get yeah. your your bonus because then it's just like wah, wah. Yeah. and then you're oh down my a lot of oh and, dang yeah. it <laughs> so i can i can see that being a little bit of a problem and you're probably going to want to be a little careful about that depending on who you're playing with at that point but at the same point it is a two drop too which is kind yeah, of interesting yeah. and it just can help you uh ramp into some crazy stuff like just yeah. bigger uh, if you have your tokens out, I mean, yeah, you could use those right away to boop, 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 boop. To tap, yeah. Yeah, to get your stuff going. Uh, and then we get into our legendary creature, because we talked about most of the legendary um, multicolored creatures. Um, but this one, we wasn't actually, we didn't have the picture of this one? Or no, this one came later, wasn't it? The, uh, Are Tat- we talking about Tatiova? Tatiova? She's Russian. Tatiova. Uh, <laughs> Benefic uh, Druid. Uh, yeah, this one came in later. I'm really excited about this one. I, I feel like this is going to land in my landfall deck as well with Sadistic Land in your landfall yep. deck. <laughs> but uh, so it's three colors and a green and a blue for 3 3. And again, one of these cards that don't say landfall, but it's landfall. Uh, whenever a land enters a battlefield under your control, you may gain a life and draw a card. So landfall. Draw a card, gain a life. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. Seems really good. I mean, we don't need to break it down too much because it's just good. Like, yeah, it's just a really solid card. You're going to play lands. Yeah. Thusly, you're going to gain life and, and draw, draw cards. cards. If I yeah. see somebody playing this in any type of ramp deck, i got to kill it. Yeah, it's 
I mean, as a commander, I think this one would be fun yeah. to play. And, it, and it's a legend, yeah. yeah. So it can easily be a, God, a the solid legend. Uncommon commanders, I almost feel, are not better than the rares and mythics, but they're freaking good Like in this whole thing. <laughs> yeah, they did a really good job with the uncommons in this set, I think. Yep. And then now we get into our two commons that we're going to talk, we about. talk about. Yeah. Um, the, you want to talk about the first one? The first one, what do we have there? It is... It's a little birdie. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. I know you like that one. This one's sweet. So it's Artificer's Assistant, and it's one blue for a 1-1 flying. Whenever you cast a historic spell, scry one. That's just, it's crazy. Simple, it's sweet, it's a little... (laughs) It's not that threatening where people are going to try to kill this guy, but it, it can do... A lot for you. Yeah, just at one mana, this is going to get you a lot of value in that style of deck with uh, the historic spells. Yeah, and I, then I we... It's, it's kind of like a glue card. It's... Yeah, um, totally. It's, it's nothing you're going to kill anybody with, but it's just something that's going to add consistency into your deck. Yep. And so... And then our last one is our green... Uh, Searching, yeah. looking at our... Not searching. Looking we at the we both kind of saw this. This is the one you this thought was uncommon. This is the one uncommon. I thought was uncommon, yep. Uh, so... Ed, uh, adventurous impulse it's a uh, one green for a sorcery uh, look at the top three cards of your library you may reveal a creature or land card among them and put it into your hand uh, put the rest on the bottom of uh, your library in any order so i mean the... another glue card for green if you're in mono green that's a solid card it, it, it can get you a land if you need it, it gets you a or creature, a creature. Yeah. And gas if you need it uh the versatility of it and the simplicity of it really works i think uh pretty well yeah so yeah that is our spoilers i think that wraps up everything it was I, three weeks I, of spoilers yeah, i feel like we should talk about some of the shitty comments yeah, right. no, I, I mean all there you can sit down and listen to some of the spoiler talk where every they go through every card and they're like you can use this in uh it, like modern is it legacy playable is it edh and i swear you know 90 percent of these cards I'd play this in limited. It's like, yeah, you got to play every card in yeah. limited. Like, I don't want to play cards in limited. Like, I'm not excited about cards for limited. No, that we are there just are breaking down do it. mainly the commander ones yeah, that we thought. We, I mean, there's a couple of them. that could be interesting to work with in yeah. the age. But this whole freaking set is for commander. <laughs> like, it's just pretty yeah. crazy. Uh, all right, so we move into our second segment on our last segment. I mean, only two sec- segments because that was really long. That's what we got. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so we will get into our... Sp- Myth specs of the week, right? Can we slow that down on purpose? <laughs> I don't know why I did that. I was <laughs> hoping you might jump in with me. And I wanted the echo, or oh, <laughs> the echo is a cool thing. We should probably do that more often. Myth specs of the. Can we week. add that in on like post production? <laughs> Can we do that? Week, week, week. Okay, so I'm gonna cut that up and put that at. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> All right. Anyway, so <clears throat> I'm like starting off with my. Uh, spec this week and actually i think this spec i actually talked about it earlier uh just a little bit ago crypto with right yeah. which is a enchantment one colorless one green creatures control have tap to add one mana of any color to your mana pool now i'm focused on the foils of this one i actually have invested in the non-foils a while back and those are starting to creep up. So, I, no, I, let me take that back. Foils and non-foils I would go after on this. Your non-foils are about 275 and your foils are at 650 um, The foil jumped just recently, but it's still, it's still at a fair price for what this card does. And there's a very low inventory. I bought a couple today, and there is probably only 20 copies left of both 
on TCG. On TCG, player. on both the regular foils and your game day pro or your pre-release oh, foils. Okay. So a total of twenty was left, and then the price jumps. So I mean, your later ones are in the twenty dollar range. Okay. So like the cheap, the reasonably the cheaper, priced like ones. Six, seven dollar ones. So you could probably find them cheaper at other sites, like if you go to Channel Fireball. And, and you know what? Or whatever. I always find that I feel like this card is really good. Like when I first saw it, I just looked at it and went. All of your spells have Convoke. Yeah. Um, and that's... To top it off, 9,300 9, um, EDH decks on EDH Rec. On EDH Rec. That's Use it. pretty that's crazy. That's quite a bit. Yeah. For a utility card, yeah. And it just... I don't know. It's it's a pretty crazy card, but like I said, recently it jumped a couple bucks. I mean, it went from $4 up to, like I said, it was six fifty. But I still think that's a good buy. I think it's only going to go up, and your regulars are on the rise. They've just been yeah. continuously going up. Yeah. So I can definitely see that. I think that's a, a solid pick. And Lowry, what's yours? I so, like this one. Uh, this one. I said it at the beginning. I like this one. Your other ones, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> so this one, uh, I I really like it. Uh, uh, Sickening Shoal. It's from Betrayers of Kamigawa. Uh, so it's X and two black. Uh, instant arcane uh, you may remove a black card with converted mana cost x in your hand from the game rather than pay sickening shoals mana cost uh, and then the x is target creature gets minus x minus x until end of turn so it's uh, a pretty good uh... all of the other shoals are like over three dollars four or five like they're really good and well used one the red one is actually cheap but it's banned in modern it was the first banning uh, after the first GP oh, back really? in Philadelphia. Yeah. So it was in a sick, like, Infect deck. Um, that one was uh, remove a red card from your hand and then give a creature plus uh, one plus O, or plus X plus O. Oh, so for the X amount. And so you'd, yeah. you'd get rid of, uh, like, Progenitus and give a poison creature plus 10 plus O, mm. and you have Counterspell backup because it's a free spell. Oh, yeah. And so it was super crazy. That is pretty insane. Um, so, but this one is free removal, essentially. And anytime a spell is essentially free, you need to take a serious look at it. And yeah. You got to figure out is this worth the price? I, I mean, you got to talk about Force of Will is one of the best cards ever printed. And it's, it's free. It's a free <laughs> counter spell that costs you a blue card and one life. Yeah. And so you got to, and um, the blue shoal is like 10, 15 bucks right now. And that's a counter spell, but it has to be like exactly right what for their X. mana is. And it's yeah. a blue. Yeah. Uh, the green one gains you life, and that I believe is like eight, uh, five. So this is the only one that really hasn't. This and, is the one that hasn't jumped, and that's the regulars you're talking about yeah, for and, those. And, and the, the foil, foil is like five bucks. I and, and I'm looking at your the foils here too. They really haven't moved at that price for a while, so yeah. I would think so. Both, both, both are, are pretty very, good. Uh, it looks like Prime. there's it, once they're used. I think it's just going to shoot up. There's movement since it looks like uh, Ixalan is when it started to jump up from. Yeah, I, I bought mine for fifty cents. I, I I have my playset that's signed and it looks super sweet. Oh, good so, for you, yeah. Larry. No, that's that's <laughs> that what is I like. pretty sweet. But I mean, since Ixalan, it's, it's been, been going, going up, up and down. But I mean, staying above where it was. Yep. And then, actually, if you think about it, I mean, Betrayers of Kamigawa foils, there aren't going to be a lot of those out there. Yeah, and actually, uh, Saviors, or Betrayers was, uh, just Kamigawa block was not well received. Yeah, so and it, it wasn't opened a ton. Um, and people don't like it. And yeah. So these, there's not going to be a ton of them out there. I would agree with that. I might have to pick that up, Larry. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, you're so <laughs> nice about this. <laughs> All right, my next one, this one's kind of a 
you don't need to jump on this one right away. Like I said, with Cryptolith, right, you want to buy that as soon as possible because it's going up. Uh, and regulars both are going to go up. But this one you could buy now or you could buy it six months from now. But I think eventually this one will go up. I think this is more of like a two, two-year hold maybe. Um, but it's from beyond. It's three and one green enchantment. It is devoid, so it isn't a color. Uh, at the beginning of your upkeep, put a 1-1 Eldrazi uh, Scion into play. Sacrifice it to add one mana to your mana pool. But the part that's pretty interesting with it is you can tap one and one green, and you sacrifice it to search your library for an Eldrazi card and put it into your hand. Now, this card is very similar to uh, Awakening Zone, yep. which is in 6200 EDH decks, and this is only in 4800, which is still a good amount. Um, but the foil versions of Awakening Zone are about nine fifty, and this you I got I got copies for under a buck. Did you? Yeah. So this under a buck and it, it has a search attached to it, and, and the one ones instead of giving ones. you yeah one ones, but they also can be sacked for land. So yeah. Um, I, but like I said, this one isn't gonna go up really soon, so you have time to get on this one. But I think it's one that. I don't think it's it's not going any lower. It hasn't gone down. It's pretty much at that the bottom, and it's just sitting there at about a buck. So yeah, I, th- I think that can be. A, it's a solid card. I remember seeing it when it was first printed, going, "That's a, a, a quite a good card." Yeah. Um, and just being able to search for like that one or two Aldrazi that you have in your deck, be it the the big fatties that are ridiculous with Annihilator, or just more fair ones uh, like Pathways or yeah. Ulamog or whatever, you know. Um, Eldrazi's are pretty ridiculous. Yeah, <laughs> they're, they're solid cards to be able to go and get. Yeah, so and, and we've liked Awakening Zone for a while, and this is a very similar one with the search engine on it. So, yeah. uh, Next one, Larry. Uh, so uh, I know a lot of people know uh, about this one, uh, Exquisite Blood. Uh, Avacyn Restored. Um, so I'm talking about the foil here. Uh, it is a four-color or four-colorless black enchantment. Uh, one black. Uh, whenever your opponent loses life, you gain that much life. Why would you be talking about this one, Lowry? Because this is high priced for a spec. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> this is interesting, though, because when you told me and I pulled it up, I'm like, you're talking about the foils? They're $25. Yeah. So the foils are $25, but the non-foils are like 19 bucks. Yeah, so it's and not so that far. And so there's like a discrepancy between foil and non-foil, and generally foils are going to be a lot more than your non-foils. And for when, some when reason, this, this one's only a $5 difference. It doesn't. So if you're going to go out and buy an Exquisite Blood, get the foil. Yeah. Like, it just makes sense to go and get that Yeah. Uh, because it... Uh, uh, this I might combo, this sell is, my my regular one and get the foil instead. And this is an infinite combo with sanguine bond. Yeah, they just, those so, two cards, and you just all they have to do is lose one life. You gain the life, then it just rinse and repeat, and they die. Yeah, um, we've had that happen, but then we've been taking those yeah, out. We don't want both of them. I never so have fun. either. I have one or the other in a deck. Yeah, but uh, yeah, no, I, so I, I, that's a good price discrepancy. Either either your non foils are too high. Uh, or your foils are highly undervalued at now, this point. Now, do you feel like this... I feel like this card has a potential reprint at some point, but I feel like it's going to be more of a commander thing, so I feel like the foils are probably still a, a safe bet. And actually, I would think if it gets printed in a commander uh, set, that the foils will go up even more because they're even more rare to rare. come by, you know? Yeah. Uh, um, I don't I, see it in an actual set necessarily soon, but... I don't know. What the, do you the think? The thing that I have thought about, like when I'm looking at it, 
I think the reason why it's so high is that it's not reprinted, but Sanguine Bond is like reprinted like five times at yeah. this point. You know, it was M10, M14, uh, Iconic Masters, and th- that's three different foil prices. And then you also have like it was in a Commander product, I want to say, and then maybe even something else. And so I feel like they've focused. It was in more Commander on... 2013, 2017, um, more um, Iconic. M10, Iconic Masters, M14. Yeah, that one has one two three foil three printings foils. so i feel like they focused on sanguine bond out of the combo yeah but that's why i feel like they might blood. jump on at some point with it they but, might but the thing is is what what you're saying still fits because if they actually make it go into a commander set there's no foil there because yeah. they don't foil out your commander stuff besides the commanders it's, it's always pretty tough to figure out uh but what i'm saying is that i feel like the price of the something. foil would go up then yeah because then your your EDH people are like, well, yeah, I got that, but now I want the foil version of that. So yeah. I, I agree. That's a, a definite. I am seriously thinking about selling my regular one and paying the five dollars extra just to get the foil. I, one. I actually don't own one, and I and again, like I'm pretty cheap, <laughs> so um, I have a lot of good cards, but I got really lucky, and I've uh, you know no, you got get a, it. You get good deals when you go to the card shop. Yeah, so you've I'm, gotten a I make lot sure off of there. that. I, I try and get a deal. I try and that's that's why we do the speculation. And I generally try and pick cheaper cards that I think are undervalued, so that when when they do get realized as being good, you know that you've uh, kind of gained. It was worth the buy yeah. because you're like if you buy a dollar card and then all of a sudden it's five dollars. I don't want a five dollar card. I want a dollar card. Yeah. That that's worth five dollars. Yeah, that's so generally what I, think, I try and look at. So that's how we were doing it. That we do it all the t- or have done it yeah. for most of the time. But then what it started happening with me is that I'm selling. You don't sell yours. You trade yours more I than trade anything. Mine. Yep. So when I sell mine, it's just a hassle more to have these like ones that I bought for twenty five cents and now they're three dollars and then I'm putting a st- you know I'm just selling one at a time. And so it's like, ah, it's harder like, the, to move. The, the turnaround on that is, yeah, the moving it is, it's not that beneficial. Whereas if I buy a card, like when I did, uh, I think it's Patriarch's build, Bidding, the mm-hmm. black one. So I bought three of those for foil at 30 bucks a piece. And then they jumped up to 50. So I kept one of them and then I sold the two and made basically, I broke even for the most part, but I gained a freaking $50 card. Yeah. And then, and I think that makes sense. But so. yeah, so it's just two two different ways of and, yeah, specking, and, and, which and, they're both good because we both I do both of them. Like I, I've started to go to the more higher stuff lately, just because I'm trying to get use of my time a little better. Because I actually try to sell them and not, and, and like a, a different example of my trading part. Like I had a bunch of spreading C's that I thought it was a solid card uh, when it was in standard. They started using it in Merfolk. You know, it gets up to fifty seventy five cents whenever I see it in the you know. Uh, the jank bin, I pick it up for twenty cents yeah. or whatever, and I ended up with like fifteen of them, and I've traded it off everything but four, and like I just traded three of them for a Kalidas from Zendikar. Oh, that's nice. a ten dollar card. <laughs> I spent sixty cents on that trade. Yeah. Plus shipping. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, um, the trading. It, I I wish. So it's kind of funny because we both have different aspects of it because I don't do any of the trading. Like the only trading I've done is Puka, where Puka yeah, went to crap, and then it was just dumb. like okay. I'll trade you this card if you trade me this and we trade points or whatever. But yeah. I, I 
didn't really get into salvation doing that and then you're doing um i do uh deckbox deckbox.org uh i've um it's it's a little slow uh but it's not bad i'll probably be up to 11 trades since november which is i kind of fell off in january february i wasn't really active there uh and then we you, we you kind of pointed out card sphere which is similar setup to puka but it's actual money and you actually can, can kind of cash, cash out, out if you want to um and that that feels really good to me like right now I, i've sent out we started last week or i started last week uh, I sent out a couple packages before I even knew that I had money in my account per se. You were already. I had cards. other cards <laughs> coming to me. That is Unstable really encouraging. Yeah, really encouraging in my yeah. mind. And again, I'm, I'm the hard part is I just yeah. put my whole collection from Puka Trade on yeah. there, and there's one I'm like, oh, this guy is gonna give me twenty five bucks, and I looked and it's three thousand card. No, it's thirteen hundred cards. I gotta send him. I was like. The size of that <laughs> is going to cost me like $20 because it's going to be so freaking heavy. So, um, I don't know. I, I don't ha- you have, you actually have uh, more expensive cards that you're trading with it. So that's, Some, yeah, I need to I, get into doing I don't, that. I don't like to trade too much over like five, six bucks, but I don't expect anything over 10, 15 to get back. Yeah. So I, I try and, you know, I, I'm not asking to trade. Again, I'm not trying to trade 300 lightning bolts for an underground sea. <laughs> like you got to be reasonable about this stuff, and you got to make sure that there's a like a, a value, intrinsic value, into what you're trying to trade for. Yeah. So, um, I, I know we're going a little long with this, but that's all right. Um, one other thing I mentioned to you that this week that I did for people that have bulk stuff. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. Card Kingdom is another interesting way to do things. They'll buy your bulk stuff, but you just they have to have. They have to need it. So um, Lake of the Dead, a card that we spec'd on two years ago, 2016 spring, around this time, we both bought a bunch of them for four bucks or under. They're beat yeah. up. I mean, that's an old set. It's Alliance. Alliance? Alliances, yeah. Alliances. Uh, and now it's up to $50. Uh, on eBay, you can sell them for 40 so you can actually find them on eBay for 40 But when you go on a TCG, they're at 50 Well, okay. Card Kingdom was taking them for 57 if, if you do store credit through them. So I did that with five of them. I still have five left. Uh, and then I did a bunch of other specs that didn't necessarily work out. Or not work out, I should say. They're, They're not hard the, to move. The, it, I have a ton of them. Like, I had 300 open the armories, which is the... Yeah, that's too many. Yeah, so I dumped 158 to them for 10 cents a piece, whatever. But I got some money out of it. And I'm actually gonna reinvest. So I got. I'm getting about five hundred dollars worth of stuff from. Um, and you card found, Kingdom. you you kind of came up with the idea of Card Kingdom from like another podcast. Yeah, another podcast mentioned that they dumped their bulk on there, and I was like, I've never done that before. So I kind of looked into it, and I went through all my specs of ones that I was willing to dump. That I was like, okay, it's time to move on from this. And I came up to. I mean, don't get me wrong. The Lake of the Dead's got me to two hundred and ten. But then the other yeah. specs that I was willing to dump um, got me over 500. So, Which is quite a bit. Yeah. So anyways, that kind of leads into why I got into this next spec because I did dump the regulars of this. It's uh, Cryptgast. And what Cryptgast is, he's three and one black. It is a creature spirit. He has extort, which means when you play a uh, cast a spell, you can pay a white or a black. Each opponent loses one life and you gain that much life. But the, the key to this guy is whenever you tap a swamp for mana, it doesn't have to be a basic swamp, 
you get to add an additional swamp to your mana pool. Now, this card is very similar to Nirkana. Nirkana but Nirkana uh, right now is a like $25, $25 card. $25. Foil is at 42 She's only in 4,000 EDH decks because of how expensive she is. She's, yeah, she's a foil from Rise of Eldrazi. Now, this bad boy's in 17,000 EDH decks. Which is quite a bit. That is... What, much more. Yeah, pretty much every black deck. <laughs> yeah. Um, but there's only one foil printing of them. Been printed twice. So that's what I sold too. was actually my regulars of Commander and whatever. And those are actually on the rise. So this is actually... I'm saying foil, but it's for both. Because they're going on the rise. So my plan is actually to... I sold these to buy into the foils because I feel like those are going to go up so much more because there's only one printing compared to the two printings of the regulars. So yeah. that's... And I've, you know, I've I've played with this card and it's, you know, uh, I, I think I had a turn three or four uh, Shieldred Whispering one on a, like a four-person table. Yeah. And everybody hated me. <laughs> but then, like, I just... I, I actually ran out of gas, and so, like, I couldn't do anything, but they kept on sacking stuff. And yeah. I had, so, I... Everybody, and to be honest... It's, it's a really good card. To be honest with you, like, I like this better than Nirkana, because Nirkana's six. And this six is four. Come out, this is four. And you have the life gain and losing... Kill it, or, you know, making people lose life ability of that. Nirkana uh, can... Extort, yeah. Nirkana can get big, because yeah, you can pump it's her. it's a shade. Yeah, and so, so you can give her one plus one for each black you tap. Um, but I just... I like this card a lot. Uh, and I didn't mention, the regulars are three, the foils are eight right now. So there's a very close... They're very close in price. So you can pick these up. Um, no, I picked them up for eight. So it says it on Goldfish that it's eleven, but I'm telling you what I bought them for today, and they're at eight bucks. So um, I would pick up these, and there is a low supply of these as well. But you could go either way with this. I'm focused on the foils right now because I think those are going to get up to twenty at least. Okay. So that was my last spec, Larry. Yeah, I think it's a really good one. Uh, one that me and you have actually talked about a long time ago. Uh, it's Beck Call from Dragon's Maze. Uh, so it is. Um, one of them. so his uh, iPad's changing. Back, He's yeah. trying to look at it and then it changed, so I couldn't see it. So back, back, it's a um, it's a fusion card, and so it's green blue for back. And whenever uh, a creature enters the battlefield under your control, you get to draw a card. Uh, and then call is four colorless white blue. Uh, put four one one white birds uh, into play uh, into the battlefield. And so the big thing is back. Yeah, because it's a very similar card, card to... Uh, oh. What is it? It is... I it's you a Champions it. of Kamigawa. I should know it, but it's banned in modern. Uh, so it goes in Legacy Elves. And so you can get a modern Elves that's kind of green-blue that I think can be pretty similar and work with this. Just nobody's done it yet because generally they put, like, black-green. Um, so, But just being able to, like, spit out Elves, draw more Elves... And be able to continue to play them uh, seems quite good. The part that sucked was that they changed it. Remember? Yeah. So there, there was a rule that like glimpse of nature. Yeah, glimpse of nature is one green sorcery, and then whenever you uh, have a creature come into play, you draw a card. So this is one blue more, which is significant. Yeah. Um, the part that's hard with it is that you for EDH you have to be playing three color. No, yeah, three yeah, colors. Yeah, three to colors do this. for this one. So it kind of limits it for the uh, EDH aspect, but for modern, I think there could be potential for an elves and deck. And we built, or I built that deck with modern with this, yeah. with the freaking. But then they changed. There's the rules. a rules change with the um, expertises from yep. 
uh, was Aether, Aether Revolt, Revolt yeah. yeah, Aether Revolt. And so, like, what it used to be was when you casted back for two, it'd be an eight mana spell, or no? No, you so could, you could if you, you could, could cast do the ex, uh, expertise for three or four. You could cast a spell the for full free. spell, yeah, the and it would do spell. the entire spell. So you could do both sides of it. So this one and uh, breaking and entering were the two we kind of jumped in on. Yeah, I well, still we had think already this... had them beforehand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We no, they no, were good yeah, sorry. I, I still think they're good. Enough. Yeah, definitely. No, but, we had them before but they were because broken before you that. mentioned you mentioned this was both your specs. I think this one and the breaking and entering was you saying this this card's just like this card and this one's just like this card because yeah, uh, breaking and entering. Yeah. Anyways, we can talk about that one later. <laughs> so I, I the foil sitting at about two fifty. Uh, regulars under seventy eighty cents. Um, foils probably go for this one. I'd probably say, yeah, go for foils. They're they're cheap enough that you can get a bunch of them yeah. uh, for a good price. Yeah. Dig it. I already have it, so I'm not going to go and buy some more. Yeah. <laughs> you already know it's a good <laughs> good one, hopefully. Yeah. Maybe. So that does it for our podcast, right? Yeah. I, mean, I think that, that was it. We're at the end. We, bunch uh, of cards. We are very long with this one, but um, we had to get... I all think those we're about on this this is actually normal I a think. little hour and 15 yeah normal, i think we're like 100 an hour 10 100 100, 100 <laughs> i'm looking at the screen we're normally 1175 let's get the seconds but yeah so we went a little longer than or our average whatever normal longer words aren't working because it's late um but yeah <laughs> dominaria cards yeah, hope, lots hopefully of you them kind of specs it. uh cut my life into pizza (laughs) (laughs) that would have been better yeah but that would but it wouldn't do anything with magic magic. yeah Yeah. i saw a meme on that one i was like they're stealing my song (laughs) uh all right so yeah you can follow us again once again at twitter uh at commander smiths actually not at twitter (laughs) you can follow us at twitter Twitter. (laughs) (laughs) and then you can uh email us at uh commander smiths at gmail.com or follow us on you already said twitter what is did you want YouTube. to say twatter again? <laughs> no, we're not gonna, oh. not gonna do that again. You gross. Uh, did you but get yeah, yelled at? Did I what? Did you get yelled at? No, I didn't get yelled like at. Kids on your block. <laughs> You're such a twatter head. <laughs> I started something. But uh, yeah, you can uh, follow us on. Not follow us. Just watch us on YouTube. Dang it! Gosh, we're gonna have subscribe. dueling boxes coming up soon. Oh yeah, yeah. So we bo- we have Dominaria box coming. We'll do that dueling box thing again. Uh, and then I think the next podcast will be right after our pre-release. Yeah, we plan on going to the pre-release next weekend. I think we're choosing a Sunday, so it's gonna be another later, later one. release. Uh, but we, I, I think it's gonna be a lot of fun. Yeah, I'm really freaking excited about this. So. Uh, we got a couple of our playgroup is going too. I yeah, think, so uh, we, we, got got we got a solid crew Trombley like five, six and coming. Jeremy and Mark are all going. I yeah, think. Mark. I didn't hear Tyson was going. Nah. Mike's going to another one. So there's a couple of quite a few of us are going to this. So I think everybody's excited. So yeah. Anyways, so that'll do it. Um, I think we, we'll catch you guys next week. We hope week. you enjoyed it. Yeah, we should. <laughs> I hope so. We'll, we'll probably be doing this right after the pre-release. So yeah, we might so be, be project. Yeah. Oh, man. Top eight. Yeah. Uh, I'm, that was my cool dude I think voice. I've only made top eight one time. I don't, I don't oh, I got, I've got it that. twice, I think. And that's it. So, scratch, scratch, scratch. <laughs> Why did you announce you scratching your beard? I just trimmed it. It's like itchy. <laughs> I had a really big bushy beard. Yeah, did. I miss it. And big bushy hair. He was I'm like uh... missing part of me. <laughs> you said you lost like ten pounds by uh, I David. swear. <laughs> At least in my face, I did. 
All right, enough beer talk. We will uh, catch you guys next week. Thanks for listening, everybody. Right. See ya.